0: Sahih al Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. <speaking in Hebrew> Sahih al Bukhari. The Book of Al Kafala. Chapter on Al Kafala. That is, the pledge given by somebody to the creditor to guarantee that the debtor will be present at a certain specific place to pay his debt or fine or to undergo a punishment, etc., in loans and debts with oneself or other things. That is, one's money. Narrated Muhammad bin Amr al-Aslami that his father, Hamza, said, Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, sent him. That is, Hamza, as a sadaqa, zakat collector. A man had committed illegal sexual intercourse with the slave girl of his wife. Hamza took personal sureties for the adulterer till they came to Umar. Umar had lashed the adulterer 100 lashes. Umar confirmed their claim that the adulterer had already been punished and excused him because of being ignorant. Footnote This is an abridged version of a long story, which goes, Umar sent Hamza to collect vakat. A man argued with his wife before Hamza. He told her to pay the vakat of the wealth of her slave girl's son, while she told him to pay the vakat of his son's wealth. Hamza asked what the matter was. He was told that the man was the husband of that woman, and that, He had committed illegal sexual intercourse with her slave girl, who gave birth to a boy. The woman manumitted the boy who inherited the wealth from his mother. On hearing the story, Hamza said to the man, I will definitely stone you in punishment of the crime. The people said, The case had been taken to Umar, the caliph, who gave him one hundred lashes, but did not sentence him to stoning somebody stood surety for the man when Hamza came to Umar, Omar confirmed their claim and said that he had not stoned him because he had committed illegal sexual intercourse ignorantly that is he thought that it was legal for him to have sexual relation with his wife's slave girl I page 374 Jarir al-Ash'ath said to Ibn Mas'ud regarding renegades that is those who became infidels after embracing Islam. Let them repent and take personal sureties for them. They repented and their relatives stood sureties for them. Footnote. The story of the renegades was narrated by Harith bin Madhrab, who said, I offered the morning prayer with Abdullah bin Masrud. When the Salah ended, a man got up and informed him that he had gone to the mosque of Bani Hanifa and heard the muhaddithin of Abdullah bin An-Nawaha saying, I testify that the Musaylama, the lawyer, is Allah's messenger. Ibn Mas'ud sent for Ibn An-Nawaha and had put him to death. He then consulted his companions regarding Ibn An-Nawaha's followers who were 170 men. Ar bin Hadim suggested that they be killed. Jarir and Al-Ash'ath got up and said, No. But let them repent, and let their tribes stand sureties for them. So, they repented, and their tribes stood sureties for them. Ibid, page 375. According to Hamad, if somebody stands surety for another person, and that person dies, the person giving surety will be released from responsibility. According to Al-Hakam, his responsibility continues narrated abu Huraira, may allah be pleased with him the prophet peace be upon him said an israeli man asked another israeli to lend him one thousand dinar the second man required witnesses the former replied allah is sufficient as a witness the second said i want a surety the former replied allah is sufficient as a surety the second said you are right and lent him the money for a certain period. The debtor went across the sea. When he finished his job, he searched for a conveyance, so that he might reach in time for the repayment of the debt, but he could not find any. So he took a piece of wood and made a hole in it, inserted in it one thousand dinar, and a letter to the lender, and then closed, that is, sealed the hole tightly. He took the piece of wood to sea and said, O Allah, you know well that I took a loan of 1,000 dinar from so and so. He demanded a surety from me, but I told him that Allah's guarantee was sufficient, and he accepted your guarantee. He then asked for a witness, and I told him that Allah was sufficient as a witness. No doubt, I have tried hard to find a conveyance so that I could pay back his money, but could not find, so I hand over this money to you. Saying that, he threw the piece of wood into the sea, till it went out far into it. Then he went away. Meanwhile, he started searching for a conveyance, in order to reach the creditor's country. One day, the lender came out of his house to see whether a ship had arrived, bringing his money. And all of a sudden, he saw the piece of wood in which his money had been deposited. He took it home to use as firewood. When he saved it, he found his money and the letter inside it. Shortly after that, the debtor came, bringing 1,000 dinar to him and said, By Allah, I had been trying hard to get a boat, so that I could bring you your money, but failed to get one before the one I have come by. The lender asked, Have you sent something to me? The debtor replied, I have told you I could not get a boat other than the one I have come by. The lender said, Allah has delivered on your behalf the money you sent in the piece of wood. So, you may keep your 1,000 dinar and depart, guided on the right path. Chapter on the Statement of Allah To those also with whom you have made a pledge, brotherhood, give them their due portion by wasiyah, wills. Quran, Chapter 4, Verse 33 narrated Sa'id bin Jubair. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, said, in the verse, And to everyone we have appointed hires of that property. Quran, chapter 4, verse 33. And regarding the verse, And those with whom you have made a pledge, Ibn Abbas said, When the emigrants came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, in Al-Madina, the emigrant would inherit the Ansari, while the latter's relatives would not inherit him because of the bond of brotherhood which the Prophet, peace be upon him, established between them. That is, the emigrants and the Ansar. When the verse, and to everyone we have appointed hires, Quran chapter four, verse 33 was revealed. It cancelled the bond, the pledge, of brotherhood regarding inheritance then he said the verse to those also with whom you have made a pledge brotherhood remained valid regarding cooperation and mutual advice while the matter of inheritance was excluded and it became permissible to assign something in one's testament to the person who had had the rights of inheriting before narrated anas may allah be pleased with him Rahman bin Auf came to us and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood between him and Sa'd bin Rabir. Narrated Asim, I asked Anas bin Malik, saying, Have you been conveyed, or even heard, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no alliance in Islam. He replied, The Prophet, peace be upon him, made alliance between Quraysh and the Ansar in my house. Chapter on he who undertakes to repay the debts of a dead person has not the right to change his mind. Al-Hassan said the same. Narrated Salama bin Al-Aqwa. May Allah be pleased with him. A dead person was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, so that he might lead the funeral prayer for him. He asked, Is he in debt? When the people replied in the negative, he led the funeral prayer. Another dead person was brought and he asked, Is he in debt? They said, Yes. He refused to lead the prayer and said, Lead the prayer of your friend. Abu Qadada said, O oh Allah's Messenger, I undertake to pay his debt. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, then led his funeral prayer. Narrated May Allah be pleased with them. Once the Prophet peace be upon him said to me, If the money of Bahrain comes, I will give you so much and so much, a certain amount from it. The Prophet peace be upon him had breathed his last before the money of Bahrain arrived. When the money of Bahrain reached, Abu Bakr announced, Whoever was promised by the Prophet peace be upon him should come to us. I went to Abu Bakr and said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, promised me so and so. Abu Bakr gave me a handful of coins and asked me to count it. When I counted them, there were five hundred in number. Abu Bakr then said, Take twice the amount you have taken besides. Chapter on the Pledge of Protection Given to Abu Bakr by someone During the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Aisha, May Allah be pleased with her, wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Since I reached the age when I could remember things, I have seen my parents worshipping according to the right faith of Islam. Not a single day passed, but Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, visited us, both in the morning and in the evening. When the Muslims were persecuted, Abu Bakr set out for Ethiopia as an emigrant. When he reached a place called Barq he met Ibn al the chief of the Qaida tribe, who asked Abu Bakr, Where are you going? Abu Bakr said, My people have turned me out of the country, and I would like to tour the world and worship my lord. Ibn al-Dalina said, A man like you will not go out, nor will he be turned out, as you help the poor earn their living. Keep good relation with your kith and kin. Help the disabled or the dependents. Provide guests with food and shelter. And help people during their troubles. I am your protector. So go back and worship your Lord at your home. Ibn Daghina went along with Abu Bakr and took him to the chiefs of Quraysh, saying to them, A man like Abu Bakr will not go out nor will he be turned out. Do you turn out a man who helps the poor earn their living, keeps good relations with kith and kin, helps the disabled, provides guests with food and shelter, and helps the people during their troubles? So Quraysh allowed Ibn al guarantee of protection and told Abu Bakr that he was secure and said to Ibn al Advise Abu Bakr, to worship his Lord in his house and to offer prayer and read what he liked and not to hurt us and not to do these things publicly. For we fear that our sons and women may follow him. Ibn Daghina told Abu Bakr of all that. So Abu Bakr continued worshiping his Lord in his house and did not offer salah or recite Quran aloud except in his house. Later on, Abu Bakr had an idea of building a mosque in the courtyard of his house. He fulfilled that idea and started offering salah and reciting Qur'an there publicly. The women and the offspring of the mushrikun started gathering around him and looking at him in astonishment. Abu Bakr was a soft-hearted person and could not help weeping while reciting Qur'an. This horrified the mushrik chiefs of Quraysh they sent for Ibn al and when he came they said we have given Abu Bakr protection on condition that he will worship his Lord in his house but he has transgressed that condition and has built a mosque in the courtyard of his house and offered his Salah and recited the Quran in public we are afraid lest he misled our women and offspring so go to him and tell him that if he wishes He can worship his Lord in his house only. And if not, then tell him to return your pledge of protection. So we do not like to betray you by revoking your pledge, nor can we tolerate Abu Bakr's declaration of Islam, his worshipping in public. Raisha added, Ibn Daghina came to Abu Bakr and said, You know the condition on which I gave you protection. So you should either abide by those conditions or revoke my protection, as I do not like to hear the Arabs saying that Ibn Darina gave the pledge of a protection to a person and his people did not respect it. Abu Bakr said, I revoke your pledge of protection, and am satisfied with Allah's protection. At that time, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was still in Mecca, and he said to his companions, Your place of emigration has been shown to me. I have seen salty land planted with date palms and situated between two mountains, which are the two harrah. So when the Prophet peace be upon him told it, some of the companions migrated to Al-Madina and some of those who had migrated to Ethiopia returned to Al-Madina. When Abu Bakr prepared for emigration, Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said to him, Wait. For I expect to be permitted to emigrate," Abu Bakr asked. "May my father be sacrificed for your sake? Do you really expect that?" Allah's Messenger peace be upon him replied in the affirmative. So Abu Bakr postponed his departure in order to accompany Allah's Messenger peace be upon him and fed two camels which he had with the leaves of samur trees for four months. Footnote: Al Mushrikun polytheists, pagans, idolaters, and disbelievers in oneness of Allah and in his Messenger, peace be upon him. Chapter on the debts Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Whenever a dead man in debt was brought to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for funeral prayer, he would ask, has he left anything to repay his debt? If he was informed that he had left something to repay his debts, he would offer his funeral prayer. Otherwise, he would tell the Muslims to offer their friends funeral prayer. When Allah made the Prophet peace be upon him wealthy through conquests, he said, I am more rightful than other believers to be the guardian of the believers. So if a Muslim dies while in debt, I am responsible for the repayment of his debt. And whoever leaves wealth, After his death, it will belong to his heirs.